So hey friends and welcome to episode 148 of Self Kind with me Erica Webb. And today we are going to be talking about the way that getting closer to our discomfort can support us to find what the simple and sustainable practices are for us right now in our movement practice and our pursuits toward more self-kindness and more self-care that actually works. So we are going to dive into that right after this. Hi, and welcome to Self-Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. All right, so we're going to talk about getting closer to our discomfort and how that can actually get us closer to understanding what it is that we need now in terms of a movement, self-kindness, self-care practice that actually supports us um, and isn't kind of riddled with the shoulds, the guilt, the shame. Now, as I'm sitting here recording this, I have chosen to go with done is better than perfect. um, And I'm sitting in a totally different place than I would normally record, which I think is going to make this sound not as good as it normally does um, in terms of just the sound quality, because I'm in a really big room. I've done what I can to sort of close off windows and things, but it is a big echoey room without a lot of furniture in it. So, you know, this is actually a really good example of like my discomfort sort of making this the quality of this less. Um, if I believed that things had to be perfect, this would stop me from getting this recorded in, recording done. And it's a little bit the same as what we're going to talk about around our movement practices and how getting closer to that discomfort can be really helpful. So in fact, let's use this as an example. This is actually a really good way to lead in. Not the plan, but we love to, we love to improvise. So When it comes to recording this podcast, I'm sitting here in a room that, yes, is not ideal. This is definitely not a podcaster's dream set up. But when I record podcasts, I usually sort of like boot my husband out of the the room that I use for that. And he's really busy. I'm, you know, have heaps of stuff I want to fit in today. And we are heading away on a little trip in a couple of days. And I'm sort of just trying to get ahead of myself. And for me, the discomfort of this may be not being perfect and you listening and thinking, oh, what's she done today? (laughs) Like, this doesn't sound right. My discomfort around that is a fear that I won't be liked, right? If I really get close to my discomfort, it's like people will think I'm, you know, no good and unprofessional and they're not going to want to listen. That may or may not be true, but ultimately my goal is to show up in imperfect ways, Because to me, perfection is just the quickest way to grind everything to a halt. So by kind of getting curious about like, why is it that I feel uncomfortable about recording in this echoey room? There are some obvious reasons why it's not ideal. um, But does my discomfort have to drive the outcome of this activity? And in this instance, I decided that, you know, no, I'm, this is fine. I can fiddle around with some of the um, editing tools and we can make this sound as good as we can possibly make it. Great. So how does this apply to a movement practice? Discomfort is a human experience that is like really normal, but we mostly 
attempt to minimize our discomfort before we figure out what exactly it is that we need. Now, there's examples of this that are obviously not so so obvious um, or, or maybe are blatantly obvious, like we know that we're cold and that's uncomfortable, so we go and we get a, you know, a coat or a jumper to put on to make us warmer. We really understand what that discomfort is telling us. But when it comes to movement, it's kind of interesting because we set out saying, I want to do this yoga class, or I want to do yoga more often, or I want to meditate every day, or I want to X, Y, Z, whatever the thing might be. And there is a level of discomfort inherent in making change because our human brain really finds a great deal of efficiency in doing the same thing that it's always done. And so change is uncomfortable. It's moving into the unknown. It's uncomfortable on a very kind of base level um, because it's, you know, shifting, shifting out of um, habit and shifting out of predictability. But it's also uncomfortable because it kind of asks us to be in that discomfort for a while. It's not a discomfort that immediately goes away. And I think that this can become particularly tricky when we are really kind of like sure that, yes, I want to do this thing, but I keep hitting up against the discomfort of actually following through, of showing up. Um, And the only way that I can kind of get through that is either just choose not to do it and ignore the fact that that makes me uncomfortable or move through a level of resistance that is normal and natural to show up. But the tools that I use to do that are guilt and shame because that is familiar. So one of the things that can be really interesting about getting closer to our discomfort is that we are then not reliant on guilt and shame to motivate us to show up for what it is that we want. So let's talk through this a little bit more. I've decided I want to do a yoga class every Thursday evening. I've put it in my calendar. I've done all those things to sort of make this easier. Thursday rolls around. I you know, get up in the morning. I'm ready to go. I'm like, yes, I've got this yoga class at seven o'clock. It's going to be awesome. And then by sort of 6.30 on Thursday night, I'm like, don't want to do it. Now, there's a lot of reasons why that is uncomfortable, right? When we assume that that discomfort is just because oh, I'm just so bad at this, I'm never going to change. I'm not committed. I'm not, you know, I'm hopeless. I'm whatever the words might be. Then we are left with really few options. We can either guilt and shame ourselves into doing it anyway, or we can just sort of fall into the discomfort of believing that we're incapable of change. Both of them are uncomfortable, (laughs) right? Um, But I think that what happens is when we give ourselves permission to get closer to that discomfort, we can start to see what is it that I actually need. Now, there is always going to be an example sort of outcome here that is feeling uncomfortable and showing up anyway. But there are so many other places that this could take us that are outside of the realm of just all or nothing. So the all response would say, I do it anyway, no matter what, you just show up, you promised yourself, just do it. And there's space for that, of course. Then on the other end of the extreme, the the nothing is I'm never going to change. What was I thinking? I'm the worst. I can't seem to, to get my 
ish together to get this done. So then we've got the nothing, right? So we've got these two extremes. What exists in between though, that we might be able to discover if we get a little bit closer to that discomfort? Are we uncomfortable because um, this sort of new pursuit doesn't like fit into who we believe that we are? If we start to understand that, then we can kind of be like, okay, I am creating an evidence base for who I want to be. I want to be the person who shows up for this movement practice every week. And so by showing up for it, I am creating evidence for my brain, for my being that, you know, this is who I want to be. This is part of what I want to include in my life. That is really different to shame and guilt. And I hope that that distinction is, is, is reasonably evident. The line can be fine, of course, um, but it's different. Maybe we feel uncomfortable because there are um, just too many things to do, right? We've signed up for this yoga class. This happened to me recently, actually. I signed up for a series of classes and they're way longer than I thought they were going to be. I'm kind of a more, I like, I like to move in shorter bursts of time. An hour I can do, yes, I don't do it as often, um, but these classes were like an hour and a half or longer. And I used to teach hour and a half long classes and, and they were wonderful, um, but they were in person and it's quite a different thing to teach for an hour and a half in person than to, to sort of be a student for an hour and a half in a virtual setting. And so I find myself quite resistant to showing up for them because it feels like too long. Now, this is something that I think probably comes up for a lot of us a lot of the time. When we are trying to fit something into our lives, we are, we're busy people, right? Like there are so many things vying for our attention all of the time. Now we can make that a problem in terms of then sort of just being like, but hey, when I scroll Instagram, all these other people seem to have it figured out. All these other people seem to get it right. No, we do not all have the same 24 hours in a day, depending on what your other roles, responsibilities, illnesses, all these sorts of things. Do not assume that you can or should be able to do the things that you see other people doing and the way that they run their lives. Maybe they don't clean their house, right? Maybe they don't have to work full-time jobs. Maybe they have support with their kids. None of those things are wrong either. I'm not saying that to be like, oh, well, they have that and and we don't. I'm just saying we don't all have the same amount of time. So stop. When we get closer to our discomfort, we might be like, I am telling myself that 90 minutes is the goal. That's the benchmark. What would happen if I loosened my definition of enough? By getting close enough to that discomfort to say, hey, it's actually a time issue. I'm feeling time poor then we can renegotiate our belief about what can be enough. And then we get to start to redefine it for ourselves. Okay, 90 minutes is actually feeling completely inaccessible to me right now, or 60 minutes is feeling inaccessible. What would feel easier? What would feel like it made it much easier for me to show up for? And we have to be really honest here because you might have a belief that, um, you know, I could go down as low as 30 minutes, but anything less than that is just no. But what if two minutes was the thing that let you show up right now? Could that be enough? 
Does it have to be enough forever? No, but could it be enough today? Could it be enough to get started? And I think we can only ask ourselves these questions and start to open up the doors to like different possibilities if we get close enough to our discomfort to figure out what it is that's kind of um, holding us back or, or making it feel like too much. When we did the intro to this this episode, um, I was talking about how getting closer to our discomfort can help us to develop something that is both simple and sustainable. And complexity is rarely a recipe for sustainability, at least not when we're getting started. Imagine if to brush your teeth, you had to jump through 16,000 hoops and you had to do that two, two times a day. Suddenly we would probably find that, you know, people's oral hygiene levels dropped. There is a, a level of simplicity in that process that makes it like really, um, really sort of palatable, I guess, from a habit building point of view. And there's a really good reason we want to do it, right? We don't want to have rotten teeth. And so we brush our teeth. Kind of, we can take that same approach with our movement, self-care, self-kindness practices. How can I get to a point where this is simple and sustainable for me right now? And that is not going to be what is simple and sustainable for, you know, Sarah down the road. We are able to when we get close enough to our discomfort, figure out what arbitrary rules we might be subscribing to that if we just kind of like loosen the strings of those a little bit, we might actually be able to move towards something that is more sustainable for us. Now, one of the things that I think like if I'm sort of like reaching out into the ether, trying to figure out what the objections might be to this um, idea you know, maybe it's that, well, what could you possibly do in two minutes? What could possibly be useful about that? You know, I want to be stronger. I want to be more flexible. I want to be, you know, I'm trying to rehab this injury, whatever it might be. How could I possibly do that in two minutes? And what I want to sort of say in response to that is you can do a lot more in two minutes than you can do in no minutes. And you can build upon a two minute habit with far more ease then you can build upon a zero minute habit or a once a week habit can be built upon far more easily than a no week, no day a week, you know, habit. Um, so it's not about, you know, we want, I think, I think because of the way that we are conditioned in society, we want just quick wins and that's fair. I mean, honestly, how good would it be if we could just snap our fingers and, and fix the problems of, of our own sort of small worlds and the bigger world um, on a more global scale? Great. That would be amazing. But also it's not realistic. And so like there is no rush. We're actually, if we're waiting for the, the time that we can do it all to begin, then we wait forever because nothing will ever change enough for our ideal scenarios to be, you know, available at our fingertips with the click of our fingers with absolute ease. It just doesn't work like that. So we have to start where it's simple. We have to start where we will actually show up and we have to start where we will show up and we are not relying on guilt and shame. We're actually driven by something else. And that something else is a desire to like lean in closer figure out what is it that I need. And sometimes, you know, what we need is to show up despite not feeling like it. You might call that tough love. You might call that um, 
you know, yeah, you might call that tough love. I call that self-kindness. I call that holding myself accountable through kindness and compassion. It is different to tough love. It is different to punishment. The only thing that's different about it, though, is the way that we think about it. That's it. The actions might actually look exactly the same. So hopefully that is a bit of a um, bit of food for thought around how getting closer to our discomfort can kind of lead us towards more sustainability in our pursuits. Um, it's about asking ourselves questions, right? It's about asking, like, what is this discomfort pointing me towards? And what is it that I ultimately want? Because nobody's looking to have another thing on their list of things to do simply to have another thing on their list of things to do. Like take your list, right? We don't need more. Um, and so it's not about, you know, ticking it off to be a sign of your virtue today that you did your 30 minutes of yoga and your 20 minutes of meditation and you went for your walk and you did that. We're not doing it to be virtuous. We don't have to prove that to anyone. We are simply trying to figure out what activities support me to feel the way that I want to feel now, to support me to feel and be able to be in the world the way I would like to be in the future, and to do so through this lens of kindness towards myself, nurturing rather than punishing, befriending rather than making an enemy of. So if this is something that you are like, hmm, I like this but I'm going to need my hand held a little bit. I would love to be the one who holds your hand. (laughs) So we're going to be diving into a 30 day. uh, It's not really a program. I'm, I'm not sure what to call it exactly, but it's called simple and sustainable. And it's a 30 day period of support, um, to support you to figure out how to lean into that discomfort and to, to kind of find for yourself, what does simple and sustainable look like right now? So it's happening exclusively inside the Self-Kind Hub, which is my online home of mindful movement, uh, self-kind movement and and education. And inside the Self-Kind Hub, you know, beyond the, the 30 days, there is a class of the day calendar. We do live stream classes. We have master classes, sometimes with me, sometimes with really awesome guests. Um, and And so you get access to all of that when you're a member, but we're also going to be kicking off this simple and sustainable 30 days in May. So we kick off on the 2nd of May, we wrap it up on the 31st of May, and it's going to be about supporting you to figure out what that looks like for you. So it's not a predefined program. I'm not predefining what simple and sustainable looks like for everybody, because as I hope, you know, I made sort of clear in this last 20 minutes, that is going to look different for everyone. Some people's simple and sustainable is going to be an hour a day. Some people's simple and sustainable is going to be 20 minutes once a week. And I'm not going to predefine that for you. That is going to be the thing that you work towards figuring out. There's going to be resources that you can then pull from the self-kind hub to actually engage in those practices if, um, if that fits. Um, and all you need to do to be a part of it is be a member of the self-kind hub. So, um, as you're listening to this, let me check the date. Um, it'll be the, if you're listening kind of in the short space of time, when this has come out, it's coming out on the 14th of um, April. This podcast is landing on the 14th of April, 2022. Um, we are diving in starting on the 2nd of May, 2022, which will be in two and a bit weeks. Um, if you're listening to this later than that, check out the Self Kind Hub anyway, because maybe this is running again. 
Who knows? I can't reach into the future. But if it goes well, we might well make it a, a feature. Um, but certainly the, the handouts and, and all of the resources will be available as well. Um, so I'm going to pop some links in the bio. Uh, not the bio. I'm going to pop some links in the show notes about you know, just finding out more about joining us inside the self-kind hub. But if you're like curious about this, but you've got questions, just come find me over on Instagram. You can um, DM me. I'm at Erica Webb underscore self-kind. I'm here for all the questions. Um, I really do just want to, you know, kind of like just leave more space for all of our humanness, for all of our humanity to find the things that work for us rather than feeling like we need to fit into what we're told is like the gold standard, right? Um, And that's not to say that we don't take information from this potential gold standard that we want to move towards. Great, but we can't go in, you know, at all or nothing because we are almost always left sitting in nothing um, at the end of the day when we subscribe to that approach or we burn out because we're trying to do it all. So if that's something that you're curious about, you want to um, join us for... You just have to be a member of the Self-Kind Hub. There's nothing else um, to do for that. All the information will be going out to members. Um, but And even if, you know, you're like, no, I don't need that, um, but this was, you know, useful, come and tell me. I would love to hear from you. I do love um, having the conversations in the DMs over on Instagram. All right. I hope that when, whenever you're listening to this, wherever it finds you, that you are choosing self-kindness today and into the rest of the week. What can you do in a simple, sustainable way today to show yourself that kindness, whether it be pausing for a few slow, deep breaths, whether it be going for a walk around the block, lifting something heavy, taking that yoga class. Um, It can be as small or as big as seeds fit for you today. All right. Until next week, keep being kind to yourself and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self-Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at EricaWeb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self-Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye. Bye.